Welcome to the Stand Fast Podcast. I'm your host, Colby Noggle, and today we're starting a brand new series I'm calling the Genesis Series. Now, I know one of the very first things I posted on this podcast was a trailer for the Creation Series, and I want that to be like a really big series where I really go deep, like maybe possibly like an hour per podcast episode. So the first one is planned on, it is supposed to be, I'm planning on launching it sometime in like June. So I'm, I'm really trying to spend a lot of time studying and preparing myself to really give a very long podcast episode for each of those uh, episodes. So that might, you know, I might finish the last one, which I'm planning on calling uh, refusing, what, what was I going to call it? Denying the truth, I think. Anyway, so that one might not even come until like December of this year. So I am planning on that being really big. Uh, but that would be one where I go through kind of more of the evidence that we see in the world and of course i'll make many episodes where i discuss little bits here and there but those one are going to be my, my major episodes on the topic of creation in this series i'm calling the genesis series i kind of want to go through and just as christians as believers who already trust the bible and its word and take it for its word and you know don't have to have the evidence because we believe it by faith uh, just kind of go through and just a little study of creation and uh, really actually just genesis in general like Gen- genesis 1 through 11 and so that's the plan for this series. And so this first episode, I'm calling the first week. And that's what we'll be looking at. It's the first week of creation when God created the universe. Uh, so let's go. The Bible begins with maybe the most profound statement uh, the world has ever seen, aside from maybe, you know, any statement made about the salvation of man. So maybe, you know, like John three sixteen or something like that. Aside from that, uh, Genesis 1-1 might be the most powerful statement that has ever been written down. And many of you probably know it that are listening. I know it, uh, but I'm going to read it anyway. Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Now, one thing I think people often overlook about this maybe maybe not but kind of kind of kind of something i feel like i do is that we think of the verses being more like in in the beginning god created the earth we kind of overlook the heaven part but uh i think this sums it up perfectly because the god created the heaven and the earth in the beginning god created the heaven and the earth i mean it's just simple god created and it wasn't just the earth but everything i mean this whole universe everything um was created uh, at this time in the beginning which uh that was about 6,000 years ago for those of you who are educated human beings uh, who are, you know, have enough common sense and logic in their brain or who choose not to deny the truth of themselves that the world is not a hundred and some million years old, but is really quite young, just about 6,000 years. Anyway, verse 2, And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. So God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth had water on it we know this because it says god moved upon the spirit of god moved upon the face of the waters so there had to be water there for him to move upon the face of it and god said let there be light and there was light and god saw the light that it was good and god divided the light from the darkness and god called the light day and the darkness he called night and the evening and the morning were the first day so day one the first day of creation what does god make when he makes heaven and the earth and he makes light and darkness. This is a very interesting concept because we, 
would you know you could define light as the absence of darkness or you could define darkness as the absence of light or absence of light and something that's interesting to see here is that there was a point in time where there was neither dark nor light i mean it just it, it you can't really wrap your mind around it you know this idea of creation because we're not god we're just mortal human beings but god is an almighty uh you know maximally supreme being so he obviously can do this and, and can understand it but we can't but for me, it's just kind of hard to think of that because it says, and God divided the light from the darkness, you know, as if they were intermingled or as if they were something, you know, that were at one point wasn't divided, which, I mean, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. Maybe it's something we can find out, I don't know, in heaven. We can ask him. Maybe we'll be able to understand. Uh, or maybe I'm way overthinking it. But anyway, God makes the light and he makes the darkness and the evening and the morning were the first day. Or and he called the light day and the darkness he called night. So where do those words come from, day and night? Or, I mean, this was written in Hebrew, so whatever the words for Hebrew words for day and night are, I could probably go find that out. But uh, anyway, the moral of the story is that God came up with that because, you know, the light he called day and the uh, darkness he called night. Here, Genesis 1. I'm going to the, oh, by the way, great tool for studying the Bible, the Blue Letter Bible. I have it as an app. You can get it as a computer program. It's a wonderful tool. I really like using it. It uses the King James Version, so you know it's uh, based off of some, you know, strong manuscripts. If you're into that kind of, you know, textual criticism stuff. I'm trying to find, where is it? So, day and night. I need to go to the next verse. I was looking at the wrong verse. God said, let there be light. God saw the light. That it was good. Verse 5. That's what we're looking at, man. I didn't realize how far we had gotten. Oh, why? Well, oh, my gosh. I Didn't I just talk about this? That the Hebrew word for day is yom. And I'm actually, I'm going to, yeah, I just talked about this. What is wrong with me? And the day, the Hebrew word is, for night is lael. I'm going to play it. Hopefully you can hear it. Strong's age, 3915. Lael. Lael. I think you heard that. I, actually, I mean, you might have heard it too loud. But lael, lael, I don't know. I'm not going to try to say it. That's the Hebrew word for night, if you were curious. So God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. So that's the first day of creation. First literal 24-hour day. It wasn't a thousand years or a million years. It was that, and, and he did it spontaneously. There wasn't a big bang. I hate it when Christians are like, they you know put on these programs for the creation of the world, and they're like, there was nothing, and then bang, there God made something. That's not the, the Bible doesn't say that you know in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, and then bang, there was the earth. It says God created the heaven and the earth. So however He chose to form it, create it, it doesn't say it was necessarily a bang or not. So when people say that, it's just giving into the secular, you know, obviously false idea of the Big Bang, which I I have a frustration with. Okay, here we go. Next day. So starting in verse 6. And God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. I'm, that word firmament is mentioned so many times in those two verses. And God called the firmament heaven, and the evening and the morning were the second day. So he divided the waters uh, from the waters, is what it actually says. I thought it was funny. In verse 6. And let it divide the waters from the waters, and God made the firmament, and divided the waters which were under the firmament. For the, so, it's interesting that a big theory about why 
people believe, no, what am I saying? A big theory as to why people lived so long before the flood is because there was, the earth was different. It, it was pretty much all secular or Christian uh, scientists, archaeologists, whatever, uh, would, or geologists would agree that the earth was very different at some point in time. That most likely there was only one continent. But another thing that we see in the Bible is that the atmosphere was created differently. But this is interesting because it says there was waters above this firmament and there's waters below this firmament. And this firmament, uh, God called the firmament heaven. So it was the sky. So it was not, it, it was different. Something about the way the atmosphere, something about the way the earth was built uh, or created in the beginning was different than after the flood. It definitely changed a lot. And we'll read more about that later. But I don't know, interesting things to think about. And the evening and the morning were the second day. So that's a second literal 24-hour day. It wasn't a million years. It wasn't a thousand years. It wasn't any more years than a day, which there are no years in a day. So one day, 24 hours. Not that hard to understand. Verse 9, And God said, Let the waters under the heaven be gathered together into one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. So here we go. Dry land is appearing. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters called he seas. So he's pretty much naming everything. It's interesting. God names all of this, but then he lets Adam name the animals. So kind of cool. And where am I? The seas and God saw that it was good. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass and herb yielding seed and the fruit tree are yielding fruit after his kind whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. So what is this? Day three. Day three, God is making earth, he's making land, and he's making grass and herb yielding sea and fruit tree yielding fruit after its kind. So all the plants and grass and all that, and uh, it's all going to produce after its own kind. You know, if you have an apple tree, it doesn't produce produce a fig tree. And if you have a pear tree, it doesn't produce a, a peanut bush or whatever peanuts come from. And if you have, you know, like they produce after the kind. Do you have an apple tree? It's going to make an apple tree. And verse 13, actually I could say God saw that it was good. So in the beginning, this creation, it keeps saying it, it was good. He makes it, it was good. He makes it, he was good. And God said, let there be lights in the firmament of heaven to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. Something that I feel more and more just spending time outside is that God's creation is so wondrously marvelous. And I, I mean, sometimes it, I mean, not that I cry or, you know, get tearful about it, but it is. I feel like I can really get emotional thinking about what the earth was like in its original formation and creation before the flood. Of course, men were, you know, desperately wicked as not like we aren't now. I mean, getting pretty close to flood-like times, if you know what I mean. But uh, no, not, not I don't mean it in that sense, but I mean just to see what the earth was like before the flood or right after creation. I mean, it must have been absolutely gorgeous. And to think that the, or the earth is so perfectly, you know, the ecosystems work so perfectly well. And of course, I say perfectly well, but there are obviously results of the fall or consequences of the fall that we see everywhere and death and decay and disease and but uh the just the way the world still works so well even after that i mean i can't imagine how wonderful it was before but uh yeah i think it's 
really cool to think about. Anyway, so God makes the sun and the moon now, and he made the stars also. And God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the fourth day. God keeps saying, he says it was good. So creation was good in the beginning, very good. And God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly and move the moving creature and that hath life and fowl that may fly above the earth and the open firmament of heaven. And God created whales and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly, which includes dinosaurs after their kind and every winged fowl after his kind, which would include dinosaurs. And God saw that it was good. When I say dinosaurs, I mean like, you know, the sea dinosaurs and the flying dinosaurs like pterodactyls and mosasaur. I think that's, a, you know, megalodon, that's a better example. And God saw that it was good, and God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful, multiply, apply, and sorry, multiply, and fill the waters and the seas, and let the fowl multiply in the earth. And the evening and the morning were the fifth day. So we're five days in. What has God made? He's made the heaven and the earth. He's made light and darkness, seas, water, land, firmament, the heaven, the sky, uh, stars, the sun, the moon, plants, uh, ocean creatures, and flying creatures, birds, and whatnot. So that's a lot in five days, five literal 24-hour days. I, I don't think I've, I, I don't even know if I could paint a picture. I mean, you think of like the Mona Lisa. I don't, you know, how long did that take Da Vinci to paint and to think God did all of this in, you know, five days. Just remarkable how God is, is far beyond comprehension. And God said, let the earth, did I just say this? No. And God said, let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping thing and beast of the earth after his kind. And it was so. And God made the beast of the earth after his kind and cattle after their kind and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good. Again, it was good. Very good. And God said, let us make an, like, let us, okay, here's interesting. Let us, this is a uh, uh, showing of the Trinity. Uh, there's a lot of debate on this between different denominations, different beliefs. But like, for instance, when it says let us, I'm trying to think, is it either the Latter-day Saints, so Mormons, or it's Jehovah's Witness. And I think it's Mormons. They have a different view of the Trinity. They have what I believe is an incorrect view of the Trinity, but they look at this verse and they, oh, that's right. Okay. So Church of Latter-day Saints, Mormons, they say that there are many gods. Some of their prophets, like one of their prophets once, said that there are as many gods as there is matter, which is infinitely, you know, impossible to know. So there's that's that's a heck of a lot of gods. Is to, so if there's more gods. So anyway, they say there's a lot of gods. They said that you can they say that you can become a god. And so this is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, which is the Mormon church. This is what they say, this is what they believe. And they look at this and they believe, I, I hope I'm not saying it wrong, It they believe that God is, is this is the Trinity, they have a different view of it. It's, it's basically they see it more as like three gods rather than God in three persons. Like they see it as three different beings. Like Jesus is separate from God. The Holy Spirit is separate from Jesus. God is separate from the Holy Spirit. Um, and, you know, all the three, however many ways they can be separate. So they, they see God, the Holy Spirit, God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit as three separate beings. So basically three separate gods is how they see it. Now, I believe the, uh, the traditional, I, I would say the traditional uh, Trinitarian belief that 
God in three persons. So God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit, but they're all, they're three in one. They are all equally God and, you know, the same. Otherwise, it would make, because there can only be one God, you know, our, the Lord our God is one, and neither is there any other. So there, there's only one God. And so if Jesus then were to say he is God, which he did, he claimed it several times. That's why they, they, the religious leaders of the time called him for blasphemy all the time for it. So if Jesus claimed to be God and there's only one God, then he's either a heretic and was lying or he is God and he is one of the you know uh, persons of God. That's the only explanation. Otherwise, Jesus is a heretic and our faith is in vain, which I do not believe. So... But anyway, so we when God says, let us make man in our image, he's saying us and our, I believe that is a picture of the Trinity. You can debate me on that. I probably need to look more into, I, well, I have looked into it plenty. I think I need to, th this episode isn't meant for that discussion, so I don't have like notes for that. So I am not prepared for that discussion right now, but I would love to make an episode about that maybe later, and I would love to... Uh, debate anybody on it um but for now that's just i'm gonna keep moving on and stop rambling let us make man in our image this is what god says after the likeness after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth so god created man in his own image and the image of god created he him male and female created he them genesis 1 we're on day six. Day six, what does he make? He makes the cattle. He makes all the, well, not just the cattle, but all the animals of the earth. And he makes man. And what does it say in verse 27? That God created he, uh, man, male and female created he him. He didn't say male, female, and other, A, B, C, D, or E, hashtag Michael Todd. He said <laughs> male and female. There are only two options. And he didn't say they're interchangeable. He said male or female. So how many gingers are there? There are two. And this is where the debate ends in the Christian church, I believe. So when you have people like Brandon Robertson, uh, who is uh, just absolutely screaming heresies every single time he is in public speaking, it is absolute blasphemy, the things he says. But when you have people like uh, Brandon who say that there are you know, queer and LGBTQ community and all that's just fine and God loves you and God is okay with it and rejects pretty much the entire Bible. When you have people like that, uh, they're obviously heretics because the Bible is very clear in the very first chapter in the 27th verse of the very first chapter. We're barely into the word of God. And he says he created man in his own image and the image of God created him male and female created them. So there are only two genders. And that, you know, th this is where I probably agree with Ken Ham from Answers in Genesis that there are, that most of our beliefs as Christianity, most of the problems that we see in, you know, society nowadays or, in, you know, from the secular worldview, we can get most of our theology from the first 11 chapters of the Bible. Now, I don't completely agree with, like, that's the only place to get it. I think there's, I mean, obviously, otherwise, we would only have 11 chapters of the Bible, but we don't. So there's not saying that those are the only useful parts. I'm just saying that you can really get a lot about how you live your life. Um, if, you, if you only had 11 chapters to choose from, if you were already saved, 
I would say the first 11 chapters of the Bible you can get a lot out of. And here we get that argument, you know, how many genders are there? There are only two, male and female. They're not interchangeable. You're either born male or you're born female. Verse 28, and God blessed them and God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. So what did God tell us to do? He said, be fruitful, and multiply. So is it sinful to not have kids? I would say no, because, you know, there are people who can't. So I don't believe that would be a very great thing to for, you know, that that would be terrible if that was sinful and you couldn't do it. Right. I don't believe it's sinful, but I do believe that we are to be fruitful, and multiply. So if you have that, if you are married and you have that in your heart and you have the ability to, you know, I would say we should be, be fruitful, multiply. But uh, another topic, probably for another time, maybe not for a long time. And have dominion, I'm continuing the verse, oh, and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. So we have dominion over everything. God tells us over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air. So we need to take care of what God's given us, uh, which is, should go for everything, our house, our car, our money, everything is really God's. It's just, it's given to us. We're just stewards of it. So we should, you know, take care of everything we have. But anyway, oh, specifically over this earth, because I know environmentalist stuff is a big deal nowadays. I would consider myself a conservative environmentalist because I believe that God gave us this earth to have dominion over and to be stewards of. And I believe we need to take care of it. Now, do I believe in man-made man climate change that's going to destroy us? No. And I'm not, definitely not a snowflake or, you know, some, you know, Starbucks paper straw person. But I do believe we are, you know, we have dominion over this earth and we need to take care of it. So littering is bad. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed, which is upon all the face of the earth, and every tree in which... No, sorry, in the which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed. To you it shall be for meat. So in the beginning, everyone was vegetarian. So is it bad to be vegetarian? I would assume not because that's what everyone ate before. Maybe that's why they lived longer. Maybe being vegetarian is good. And to every beast of the earth. So every animal was vegetarian as well, which a lot of secularists have problem with this. I don't know why. It's not that hard to explain. They're like, well, you're telling me that a lion ate only, you know, fruit and grass. Well, yeah, yeah, they did. Is that so hard to believe? I mean, bears eat mostly herbs and fruit, and they have teeth that are similar to lions. So I don't see the issue with this. Just like we can eat meat as humans or we can eat fruit. You know, it's not that not that difficult to uh, to comprehend. And to every beast of the earth and to every fowl of the air and to everything that creeps upon the earth wherein there is life. So everything was you know, herbivores, everything was vegetarian. Verse 31, And God saw every, everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good in the evening and the morning with a six day. Six days of creation. One, two, three, four, five, six. That's 24 hours per day. Literal, six literal 24-hour days. It wasn't millions of years. It didn't take hundreds of millions of years to form the earth. Uh, everything was made in those six days. And it is a marvelous thought that we have. We serve an almighty God who can do that. And dinosaurs, which, by the way, dinosaur is a modern, uh, con is a, the idea of a dinosaur is a modern human construct. Uh, the word dinosaur is a modern word. They didn't have that word in the Bible times. But yes, dinosaurs were created on the sixth day with man. 
uh, and well, all the land dinosaurs, the air dinosaurs and the, or, you know, like pterodactyls and stuff, I assume would have been created on day five with the sea and, uh, birds, sea animals and the birds. But yeah, dinosaurs were created with man. So man lived with dinosaurs and that's pretty evident, I think, in the observable evidence we have in this world. But, uh, whatever, if you, whatever floats your boat, I guess, except until your boat sinks into hell for i'm gonna go ahead and actually read through the last day because this is technically the first week and how many days are there in a week seven which think about this we have uh 24 hours to for a day which for us we can equate by one rotation of the earth on its axis we have you know 365 366 days for a year which we can equate to one rotation around the sun we have the moon which we use for months but where do we get the week, the standard seven-day week that all the man has used for all of eternity. And the only explanation is the Bible, as far as I'm concerned. So where do we get the week from? We get it from the Bible. So again, just something people don't even think about or question. Many atheists and terrible people have lived their entire lives using the word week and using the week to schedule things, and they don't even realize that it's a... Uh, something that God came up with. Seven days, six days of creation, seventh day he rested, which we're about to read. So Genesis chapter 2, verse 1. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them. So he finished them in six days. And on the seventh day God ended his work which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. Now, it's an interesting point. God Does God need to rest? No. But did it say that God needed to rest? No, it didn't. It just said that he did. So it was a choice. So people can't look at this and say, oh, well, look at that. Well, if he's supposed to be an almighty God, why is he resting? Well, he didn't have to. He chose to. And I think, you know, in his all-knowing, in his sovereign nature, knowing, you know, what the future holds, he probably rested on the seventh day because he knew that us mortal human beings would need to have a day of rest because we do need to rest. We can't just keep going. We don't run on infinite amount or on an infinite amount of energy. Our bodies need rest, which I need to get to rest right now because it's really late and I'm still recording this. But anyway, God chose to rest on the seventh day after he ended his work and the and God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that in it he had rested from all his work which God had which God created and made sorry and there you go seven days of creation uh seven well six days of creation the seventh day he rested and he blessed and sanctified it that's where you get the sabbath day which he put in the law and in the ten commandments and uh we still you know a lot of people still see set sunday as christians you know because we don't observe saturday as a sabbath anymore unless you're a heretical seventh day adventist but uh, we look at, we use Sunday, and a lot of people still rest on Sunday, which is fine. And I, it is, we still go by the seven-day week, which is, I would assume, just comes from Genesis 1 and 2. So there you go, six literal 24-hour days. That's the beginning of Genesis. I just talked a little bit about stuff, but um, I think a lot of it's pretty self-explanatory. You can read it, see what God makes on each day, see what he thinks about it. He thinks it's, he sees it, and it's very good. And just to imagine what that looked like, a world that is very good. Because my entire life I've lived in a world that is not very good. Full of lots of really bad people and lots of death and terrible things. But uh, that's why we're looking forward to the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And uh, what a day that will be. 
So thank you for listening to my podcast, to the Stand Fast podcast. If you're on Spotify, please follow, turn on your notifications, go ahead and look at the other episodes I've made if you haven't yet. And as always, until next time.